Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Wildcast with myself, Ben Callahan, and of course Tom Graham is back again. Tom, how are things? Oh, they're good. Everything's good here. How are you? Yeah, well, good. Uh, as we're recording this, it's a rather summery evening as I look out the window over my shoulder there. So hopefully the uh, sign of summer is on the way, but we still have hockey to talk about. And we have to start by looking back to last weekend. Uh, episode 14, we talked about the Wildcats' tough weekend against the Tigers. But episode 15, we are thrilled to say the boys came roaring back against the Raiders with a big 7-3 win at the Link Centre on Saturday night before a big 6-1 win on the road in Romford on Sunday so Tom a pretty uh comprehensive four-point weekend we're going to be joined by uh Wildcats forward Jordan Kelso shortly but just give us your initial thoughts on the weekend yeah well I think as you say comprehensive is a good word for it um obviously starting with Saturday looking at Saturday first um falling up at the end of the first period played really well in both games I thought um particularly on Saturday, I thought we controlled kind of the game from the off. Um, there's specific parts, factors in the game that I'm sure we'll talk a bit more deeply about shortly. But yeah, I thought it was a really, really kind of good bounce back performance, um, particularly the on Saturday because the Raiders obviously played on Friday night. They'd come off their first win of the competition, you know, against um, a, big com- a big win against the Bees and for them, that would have given them a huge morale boost. So it was always going to be a dangerous game. We always had to make a quick start, and we said that in the last, I think, the last episode after looking at the Telford loss, where we'd gone behind early in both games, and it was really pleasing to see us score in the first couple of minutes and then keep our foot on the gas through that whole first period and get that big early lead um, to set up the win. And then, yeah, the kind of Sunday would play that a little bit differently, but again, another really solid performance, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was uh, two two really good games of hockey. And like you said, the quick start was always going to be key on Saturday. And I think the goal Loris scored, if, if, when you watch back the highlights and stuff, it was a little fortunate, uh, the angle he was shooting at to get the deflection it did to go in the net. But we've said it many times before, you you work hard and you, and you get luck in this game. And that goes in, it settles the boys' nerves a little a bit, I think. And then they kind of relax into their game plan and... Yeah, after 20 minutes, you're 4-0 up and at home, you, you've always got to feel confident that you're going to do enough in the remaining 40 minutes of that game to to bring home the bacon. And they did. I thought they were solid. They did what they needed to do. And uh, yeah, the result, the result came their way. There was a little bit in the third period where uh, the Raiders scored through Aaron Connolly and then very quickly scored again, only for that to be to be ruled out. And for the, uh, the net was off the mornings. I think there was a reason given in the rink and kind of felt like then a little bit they were trying to get back into it but a goal in the last five six minutes from uh from the man with the uh the hot stick at the moment Balint Pogodsky and uh the game was kind of put to bed yeah yeah I mean it could have been I think it was 6-2 going into that kind of third period it would have potentially been a very different game if the second Connolly goal had stood because that would have been two goals in kind of 20 30 seconds and the Raiders would have suddenly had all the momentum and only a two goal deficit which we obviously know can be overturned pretty quickly um if particularly when that momentum starts swinging against you um it can get it can kind of the situation can get worse quite quickly so maybe we got a bit fortuitous with the decision to um to rule it out but I think, to be fair, after that, after that goal went in, 
we played a really kind of professional last kind of 12, 13 minutes to kind of shut that game down because it would have been very easy to continue the panic despite the goal being ruled out because you had just conceded two quick goals. But we kind of shut the game down well, I thought. Didn't give Romford really many other chances after that. And yeah, like I say, it was a good good finish to the game, getting that, I'd say, late goal through Ballin. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back into the first period, I think we took advantage of the Raiders having quite a flat start. And I think Sean Easton kind of alluded it to... to um, alluded to it when he spoke to you at the end of the game that they were kind of very flat out the gate and I don't think they'll they'll deny that um but you've got to take those chances when when that happens I mean Telford did it against us you know in the previous weekend we'd started flat and found ourselves four goals down early um it was good to see Thomas Malazinski who we obviously spoke about in the previous podcast get on the score sheet early on I think that would do his confidence the world of good and I thought it was a um, really strong performance from him, but yeah, it was. I mean, I don't think you could pick one player who had a terrible game. I think there were there were some individual mistakes in there, um, but I think the game it was a strong team performance overall. And I think yeah, yeah definitely pleasing after a really tough weekend to get a sort of result like that. Yeah, I think it was exactly what the doctor ordered after the the weekend against Telford. I think. We've both said it. The guys came running out of the blocks. They took advantage of the Raiders that had a bit of a slow start. They put pucks on net and they scored their four goals. Yeah, it was amazing to see uh, see Thomas get his uh, the monkey off the back there in in the first, and it was a great shift off a great first period for for Loris Taylor. Um, I know we've, we're not going to talk too much about individual performances, but he was two and one in in the opening period and really kind of probably one of the names that maybe people hadn't looked at to say who's going to have a big opening period for us, but I thought Loris was superb. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I thought he played really well. I mean, as you say, he's not necessarily the biggest name on the team when you look at guys like Amanel and Thomas Malazinski and Ben Davies and Matthew Myers. But at the end of the day, as you say, he scored two goals in the first period. They weren't maybe the prettiest goals you'll ever see. Certainly the first goal, as you, as you mentioned, there was an element of luck in it but you've got to take those chances you've got to put them in away and we all know what Loris can do when he when he's on form and he does he is one of those players that he can get a little bit of a head of steam up in in periods during games and yeah it was really pleasing to see him him take those chances obviously the fourth goal I think rather chased Ethan James from the game um we saw them make that goalie change at the end of the end of the first period um but yeah, it was he played really well. I thought, as you mentioned, Thomas played really well. Um, we mentioned him in the previous podcast, but I thought Sam Smith had another really good game on on the blue line. I think he made one kind of risky pinch, which nearly caused cost a breakaway in the third. But apart from that, I thought he was really steady. Yeah, I don't want to pick out too many individual performances because the whole team played pretty well. But yeah, I think there were certainly some real positive signs on that one. Yeah, and I think. We talked about some individual performances, and I think I'm going to kind of mix things up a little bit now. The one name we haven't mentioned much so far was the guy that got uh, got man of the match on Saturday, which was uh, Jordan Kelso. So I think uh, he joined us for a little chat about the weekend and, and like, life being back in Swindon and the, the Elite Series, which we talked about last week. So I think now's a good time to kind of take a pause in between the weekend's action 
Uh, let's listen to what Jordan thought of the weekend, and then we will be back with our thoughts on Sunday's game in Romford, and then looking ahead to this coming weekend with a small game against the Tigers. So we're now joined by Wildcats forward Jordan Kelsall, who has come back for the uh, the Spring Cup uh, on loan from the Panthers. Uh, Jordan, what's it like to be back in Swindon? Yeah, it's good. Really enjoying it. Um, I think it's going pretty well so far. Um, obviously, it's like my second home playing down there. You know, I was there for so long before. Um, so when I first went down, literally just jumping back on the ice, just didn't feel like I was away. Um, to be honest with you, so yeah, it's going well, and um, happy to be back. And just to uh, kind of go back before we talk about this last weekend, just gone like, how did that move come around from Aaron in the in the start of the Spring Cup when it was first announced? Um, well, to be honest, I mean the Elite League were trying to make plans to play. Um, I was over in Belgium for the start of the season after the Elite League obviously pushed everything back and put it on hold. And then early December, I came back because they were in a lockdown. The league was almost postponed for, you know, two months. Um, so I came home and then things started to get worse over there. So they basically just said, like, me and the team were talking. And we were just like, look, we don't think we're going to be starting back up for a real season. We might play a few exhibition games. So got my kit back over here. Um, and then, yeah, when kind of the Elite League didn't get the government money and then I think Swindon did. I was just trying to scratch around, trying to play, you know, like everyone wants to play and obviously really thankful to get the spot on the team. Um, we were all, everyone's in the same situation, you know. We all want to play and at the same time, a lot of guys in that league already had contracts so they have to honour those and at the same time try and give opportunities to some other guys, you know, like me, Batchy, Benny and all the guys so um yeah I was just like you know <laughs> I just called Aaron I said do you guys have anything available you know because everyone's full and he was like yeah we do we have one spot left and you'll be you know you'll probably play with Reed and Jack and I said yeah absolutely I just want to be playing so that's how it came about um and yeah it's gone from there really and you touched so, on Belgium a little bit there. Did, did you get much game time over there? What was it like being abroad? Uh, we played four games and then they halted the league for a little bit. Excuse me. Um, And then carried on practising and then they put a lockdown in place because things got out of control pretty quick. Um, and it was different when I went over there, to be honest, um, in terms of like regulations and stuff. And then, yeah, I mean in a lockdown over there, like on your own, you know, I was living in the city, but obviously everything was closed and similar to like what it is now. Um, it was just, I might as well have come back when I did. So um, I made the right decision, but obviously really enjoyed it when I was there and hopefully they can get things going again. It was a great setup and it was a shame that I couldn't have played the whole year there because I'm sure it would have been a blast, you know, in normal circumstances, obviously. And so obviously the weekend just gone. We've got two wins there, seven three at home against the Raiders, and then six one in Romford on the reverse game. Was it nice for the team to kind of get those two kind of relatively comfortable in the end wins after a tough weekend beforehand? Yeah, I mean, obviously the Telford weekend was disappointing. Um one because we could have played well, we didn't play very well and 
we knew that, you know, we could play a lot better of it too, you know. I think Swindon struggled a little bit against them last year, like Aaron was saying. And, you know, we wanted to just prove that we're a better team than them. I think more for what happened the prior year than necessarily what's going on now, because obviously the teams are very different. And he, he was he was saying that, you know, kind of want a bit of revenge for losing the league last year. So, um, yeah, it was disappointing. But going into this, the weekend just gone, we kind of wanted to bounce back straight away. And I think we did that, you know, after the first period 4-0, I think we just started a completely different way than we did the week before. And um, how did you find, personally, playing in Longford? Because I guess that must, might have been the first time you played, certainly yeah. in the new link, potentially. I don't know if you played even in the old link before. So. Um, I played one game as a junior for Nottingham against Romford in like the old rink. I can barely remember it. But the um, first time in the new rink, it was really nice. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was a good game on Sunday, you know. Um, yeah, nice rink. <laughs> wouldn't mind going again well go there on Saturday so um and personally you talked about that weekend but um what was it three goals one assist two man of the matches you must be pretty happy with your personal return from the last two games yeah just enjoying the hockey at the moment you know and I think it's just paying off to be honest I mean I'm not doing anything that I wouldn't normally try and do you know just playing doing my thing and playing my game and I'm just happy that I'm able to contribute to the team. Um, and I just, yeah, just plan to keep them going as much as I can. And I think we've got four games left now. So just roll on till the end and see where we get almost. And you, you kind of found yourself on a bit of special teams there. Mm-hmm. What was that? All, not what was that all about, but obviously mix things up a little bit from the Telford weekend, and you got yourself on the score sheet with a few goals. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of in the mix with it for the Telford weekend, um, and then Aaron did, like you said, change it, change it around a bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously me and Balan played with each other for four years, so there's a lot of chemistry between us, and I feel like he you knows exactly where I'm going to be on the ice and vice versa. So, you know. Two of the power, two of the goals we scored, one was mine, one was his, were the exact same play which we've been working on in practice. And yeah, I mean, the power play is just working at the moment. It goes, it can go through phases in hockey where it doesn't seem to click and where it clicks. And right now it's definitely yeah, it's definitely working at the moment. So fingers crossed we can keep that going this weekend against Telford in London. Yeah, you just mentioned actually what I was going to ask next anyway. So awesome. um you mentioned that's right. And um, you mentioned obviously playing with Ballant again, and obviously it's I guess the first time you played with some of the OHA boys in a couple of years. And um, obviously Ballant, Ben Neversell as well was on that OHA team with you. What's what's it like to get back on the ice with those guys? Yeah, it's good. Obviously, I mean me and Ballant are best friends. You know, there's no secret. Um, and uh, we never thought we would play with each other again since you know I signed up here in Nottingham and he went over to play in. Sweden first and then America um, so it's just great to be playing with each other again to be honest like, it's so much fun and it feels like we're you know like three four years prior just playing at OHA so and then yeah the other boys obviously great to be playing with them too I mean Tom's has been doing really well he was on the team you know we played against Glenn 
Um, Benny's been on the team now. I've played it obviously a couple of years ago with him in Swindon. But yeah, it's just great to be back with some of your old teammates. You know, you don't get to do it often, pull on the same jersey multiple times in different years. I mean, just a good opportunity, I guess. And obviously, when I wanted to come down to this league and play in this series, kind of being able to play with those guys again almost, you know didn't piss, obviously persuade the, my decision because I just really wanted to play and Aaron offered me the spot, but it was definitely a big factor and wanted to come. And leading on from that a little bit, does that make you kind of excited to play against Ballin in the Nottingham-Sheffield derby in a few weeks' time in the Elite League? Yeah, um, when, against your best friend like that? When we play in Sheffield on the Sunday, I said I'll take him to his team accommodation, but then we're not friends anymore. So, <laughs> guess, obviously, like as a, as a best yeah. mate, I guess you must be pleased to see him get that shot in the elite league for this upcoming. Elite. I was so happy when I saw it. Honestly, like I really, I, we, I didn't know if he would be a Brit or not, and because he's obviously British trained, and in in Swindon's league, he counts as a Brit. But I think the rules are a bit different in the elite league. So, I, I think originally we we spoke about years ago, he would be an import, and obviously that's kind of difficult to break into that um as a young like a young guy and obviously I was watching the draft like everyone else and praying I was going to be picked but I was obviously praying that he was going to be picked too and unfortunately he wasn't and then when Sheffield didn't make the pick at the end and they basically were forced to pick a guy he called me straight away and he was like look this guy's you know Aaron Fox wants to give me a ring what should I know I just said like just snap his hand off, whatever he says, like, just take it, because such a big opportunity, you know, and I'm just so happy for him that he's got the chance, and hopefully he can play a few games, and yeah, be nice to play against him, definitely. Well, and obviously, you also picked in that draft, um, perhaps to nobody's surprise by Nottingham, obviously your hometown, hometown club where you're signed already, and um, what's it? Are you excited to be getting back on the ice for the Panthers, you know, after um, basically a year away? Or more yeah, than a year def- away? definitely. Um, obviously, we were in Belfast almost a year ago when the league got cancelled. We were playing over the doubleheader over there for the weekend. And it was just such a bad feeling, to be honest. Like, we turned up at the hotel and the fans were already there. And then we find out the league's cancelled. You just feel so bad for everyone involved. Um Obviously, we couldn't play, but there was people paying money to be over there, you know, watching us play and to have a good time. And they couldn't do that, which was kind of a bitter ending. And then we didn't see a lot of the guys then. And, you know, they we came home and they left within a few days. So it was all a really strange ending, but it's going to be great. Uh, we've made one signing already that was a guy from last year. So it'd be great to play with him again and just see everyone that we've not seen in a year you know it's been crazy so yeah looking forward to it and hopefully we can uh, win the series which is obviously going to be our main goal and obviously with the way the rosters are being constructed for this series so um, obviously with the draft and the fact there's only eight imports rather than 13 or 14 I can never remember what the number is in the elite league but 
are you kind of at British players like yourself and kind of looking at this as an opportunity to get that maybe a little bit of those few extra minutes of ice time you wouldn't usually get and potentially kind of prove yourself yeah. more more to them the fans and the coaches what you can do absolutely yeah it's a huge opportunity you know obviously I was has been drafted to Nottingham now um, but there'll be a lot of guys playing for new coaches and you know I think the opportunity is endless from this streaming series because everyone's getting exposed to new coaches and new teammates and people I'm sure all the coaches will be watching and Pete I know Pete is most likely going to be watching so you've got the national team thing too and yeah I mean what an opportunity to just be a part of this and play some games where not a lot of people are playing in the world right now and yeah it's it's really exciting I can't really wait to get going to be honest and okay kind of putting that to one side obviously you've still got four games left in the spring cup uh you touched on it earlier Telford Friday night at the link center after what happened two weeks ago uh how do you see that game going that's uh, a huge game I mean no one likes losing in hockey in mind about by three, four, five goals. Um, so yeah, there's definitely definitely a score to settle in that one, um, and we're going to do everything we can to obviously try and get the win. Um, we know we can because we know we didn't play well enough on that weekend, and I think we proved last weekend that when we were pulling on the same on the same way that yeah, I mean we were pretty solid those two games. So take that into next weekend and we should definitely, um, definitely, well, do everything we can to win. I wouldn't say definitely win because it's hockey, but, you know, we're going to go into that mindset with that mindset that, yeah, we can do this kind of thing. And I guess look, like the run for the second place isn't completely out of the cards. If we beat Telford Friday, it's we're two points behind. I know they've still got games against Sheffield who look really strong. I guess it's the hunt's not over for that runners up spot. I know, and I mean there's nothing to say that we won't beat Sheffield in the last game. You know, we win all our games, we'll probably finish second. So um absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's all a bit weird with the players that's on each team and you know, you might not necessarily see Sheffield up near the top in a normal season, but obviously they're really solid right now. Um and there's no reason why we can't be up there come the end with the way we're playing at the moment so yeah absolutely cool well Jordan I think that's kind of everything from me I don't know if uh, Tom's got anything else there um, um, no I don't think so I think we've covered everything that we need to <laughs> great yeah so <laughs> thanks for joining us uh, best of luck this weekend coming and hopefully another couple of man of the match awards another few goals on that power play will uh, <laughs> Set the boys up nicely for another full uh, weekend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll try yeah. my best. Uh, um, so hopefully we get the wins. So yeah, thanks again to uh, for, to Jordan for joining us there. It was great to it's great to have him back in Swindon. We've both talked for the last two or three weeks about how much we rate him and how great it's been to see the the number twenty two back in Swindon colours. Uh, he's a great lad. It was a really good to talk to him, and it was a it was a good conversation. And hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. And he certainly had a a superb weekend. Uh, so now let's kind of carry on that theme and talk about Sunday. So a big 6-1 win down in Romford against the Raiders. The big thing that stands out for me, which I'm going to say two words to you and I'm going to let you talk about them for 30 seconds, is special teams. I knew those would be the two words that you were going to say as well. 
and that was not pre-planned. So yeah, I mean, power play. Yeah, that was the other that was the other possible word I was thinking. Special. So, yeah, I mean, it was very much a game dominated by the special teams. So obviously, six-one game, only one goal in the entire game was not scored on the power play, um, which was a goal in the third period by Ben Davies. But I thought it was a really really outstanding special team performance from the Wildcats over both games, but particularly on the Sunday. Um, our friends Joe from NHL Stats provided us the numbers and we were over the two games, eight for 15 on the power play and 10 for 11 on the penalty kill. So Brendan Aylis' first period goal on Sunday, which actually gave the Raiders a 1-0 lead. So you know, to come out and score those six, six and unanswered goals, it's nice. But yeah, 10 for 11 on the penalty kill and... 8-15 on the power play. It's a pretty dominant weekend. And when your special teams are clicking like that, you're going to have a chance to win any game. Um, doesn't matter who the opposition are. And again, we saw Jordan Kelsall getting in the goals. Um, Chris Jones got a goal, I believe. No, did he? Yeah, I Matt Myers Meyer, got a goal on Saturday uh, rather than Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, Matthew Myers got a goal on the power play. Um, yeah, it was a really kind of good, solid power play performance. And it's the sort of performance we've been crying out for from special teams through the whole of the Spring Cup. We've mentioned a couple of times that, this, that the power play unit in particular hasn't quite been clicking. We know that um, on special teams, we were dominated by the Tigers power play against us uh, two weeks ago. So, yeah, it was really nice to see, see those both power play units, both our top and second unit, um, doing their work, but also shutting down the Raiders' power play for the most of the weekend. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it, uh, the game on Sunday was, whether you agree with every single call that was made or not, it was quite penalty-filled, and mm. it was important for I think team the, both teams to just kind of remain as calm as they could and just just get through it. And I think Swindon, yeah. Ugh. If you get 15 power play chances at the weekend and you, and you take eight of them, you're uh, you're going to be in a good spot uh, wherever you are. Even then, put in the fact that you killed nearly all of your penalties by one uh, to one side as well. I thought um, coming back into the lineup last weekend, maybe not so much against Telford, but I think bringing Chris Jones in again, obviously he was unavailable for the first few weeks, has made a big difference to that power play. It just feels like, and it's no criticism to to the players that were on that top unit when CJ's on that left side you always feel like a quick pass across and he's going to get that goal and he is exactly what he did on uh on saturday night at the link when he when he scored his one it was a great move a great power play it really was and, and cj just finished it off but again it was pretty much if you look at the two plays it kind of felt identical to the matthew myers goal from the second unit on saturday night you, you work the puck out wide and you switch sides you're going to have a man over and it really is. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you. I mean, it's not maybe a secret that we're both big kind of Chris Jones, not I wouldn't say fans, but that we're certainly kind of we rate him. We both rate him very extremely highly, and I think a lot of Swindon fans, a lot of people listening to this podcast, will agree with that um, assertion. I think he's a hugely underrated player in the league um, and I guess again it comes back to the whole now Malazinski sort of argument that he's probably last year he was probably the fourth 
most high profile forward on our team when you added Eddie Bebris in as well. So he, he goes under the radar a little bit, but he was South one player of the season in our title winning season for a reason in that he is a hugely impactful player and particularly on the power play. Um, as you say, he's, we've seen that goal from him in the left hash marks so many times now, but it works. And teams, there isn't, it's not easy to stop because you can't play too tight on him on the penalty kill because otherwise you're leaving Nella Malazinski open. So it works really, it's just a, such a balanced unit when you've got the three of them together in that kind of little umbrella on the point, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, to have a second unit with three Cardiff Devils forwards in Rutkiss, Davies and Myers, you know, it's kind of, I, you it, it is a bit of a case of, almost having to feel a bit sorry for the Raiders at times when you're taking that many penalties. And again, some of them, even as a Swindon fan, I would have looked at for maybe a slightly soft call there. Um, when you've got that second unit coming out, it's really kind of, you're in a rock, between a rock and a hard place. You know, there's no, it's, you, you see the top line off and here come the second, here come the second unit with two GB internationals and an elite league guy who's played significant time in the elite league now. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and it it was only a matter of time, I think, before it clicked. I feel like the the units have probably this weekend gone have been as most balanced is a good word as they probably have yeah. been throughout the spring cup with uh with the three forwards on the top unit you mentioned, along with Jordan and um, Ballant, who you touched on in his interview. Those guys have played with each other for years. They know where each other is on the ice, and Aaron Thomas and CJ know where each other is on the ice as well, and it, yeah. it just Balances out lovely, and that's why Jordan scored uh, the power play goals he did this weekend. Uh, Balint as well, and and CJ, and I guess the other. Just before we kind of move away from the weekend, the last thing I want to say is uh, it was awesome to see another power play goal right at the death uh, for young Jack Goodchild as well. He uh, he had a good weekend, him and Reed are really impressed in this uh, in this Spring Cup, but his uh, second goal of the uh, the tournament, Tom. Yeah, and a really well taken one as well. Um, for anyone who wasn't watching the the Raiders and stream on Sunday, I think they put the highlights up now. I think I spot, spotted earlier. And yeah, I mean the the good good Charles goal is really well taken. I mean straight off a face off. You know, I think it was literally four seconds into the power play. You know, off the face off, and he's put it top corner on um, Ethan James. Which you know, Ethan James has had a, he's it's been a difficult tournament. For him, and I don't think he's, I don't think, without being too harsh to the Raiders team in front of him, I think they haven't given him the support he, he maybe would have liked at times, particularly we saw on, on Saturday in that first period, where I think he faced nearly 20 shots before being pulled. You know, you're not, as a goalie, you never want to face that many shots. Um, you certainly don't want, we certainly wouldn't want to be seeing your netminder taking that many but yeah I thought good Charles took his goal really well um and him and Reed have been particularly have been particularly probably the two kind of big surprises for me in this tournament not I think we both knew that they were talented players particularly Reed and um, we've obviously seen a lot of him with the NIHL two world catch with OHA we've seen him put up points with the Cardiff Flyer last year. So we knew what he could bring, but yeah, they've, they've come straight into this lineup and they really, 
really haven't looked out of place. And it would have been easy for two young forwards to be daunted by the step up, particularly this year with having not played and going up against experienced elite league players. You know, they didn't look out of place against Sheffield. They didn't look out of place against the Raiders this weekend. And obviously, yeah, nice to see Jack get a goal. And it'll be interesting to see where he plays next year. Um, will, will, he, will, will that hopefully he'll still be around the Swindon setup, even if he's not full time? I know he was on a two-way this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether that's still the arrangement for next season. Yeah, well, I think he, he's uh, he's really impressed. Uh, Reed as well. Um, yeah, we could talk about those two and what they've surprised us with this tournament for ages. But um, Friday night, Swindon, Telford, we go again. Uh, we all know what happened last week and we're not going to talk about it too much. But a good thing that we get to play them so soon or do you feel differently yeah i mean it's got the potential to be a good thing because what better way to kind of get rid of the i suppose ghosts and the pain of two weeks ago for these players than to get another crack at them straight away almost you've, you've had two games there against the raiders where you won and now you get an opportunity to kind of erase the sort of the ninth, particularly the home game, particularly it being at the link centre, you've got an opportunity to um, make up almost for it. I mean, a, a defeat like that will never, you can't turn around and say, forget, completely forget about it. it happened. It happened. You know, we've discussed it at length. But yeah, it's an opportunity for the boys to bounce back and kind of get that, get the monkey off the back a little bit, as it were. I mean, obviously, there's the flip side to that is if you have another poor performance and you and you lose heavily again, then it just makes it makes you know the pain even worse and has the kind of long-term consequences that Telford come to Swindon next season in September, having had two big wins the last time they've come here. So it is, I think it's imperative that we get a good start, we don't fall down early again. But yeah, I mean I think it's a good thing. For the boys to get this opportunity straight away. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. I think we're gonna we're gonna have to be wary of what they've got. We know they've got a very good team. We know they've got a good roster. We've we've seen that two weeks ago. Um, but we've got a good roster too, and I feel like we're gonna be relying on not relying us the wrong word, but we need uh, we need the special teams to be as good as they were last weekend. Uh, that that was a key part I thought in why or how Telford got to such big wins against us yes we weren't great we know that we've addressed that but um the special teams really killed us they it felt like every time we had a penalty on us you knew they were going to score and yeah. they pretty much did yeah, and i think it. i think if we can tighten that part up um however the result finishes this weekend they get the going the game on friday will be closer um yeah. it's on our ice we don't have to go there uh the day after that's not going to be in the boys mind it's going to be win that game uh like you said, get the monkey off your back. Um, and uh, we touched on it with Jordan. It's If you win that game on Saturday, you're two points behind Telford. They've got another game against Sheffield, and you, you never know. Like, exactly. Don't get me wrong. The, the Steel Dogs have got one, if not one and a half, hands on that trophy now after their four-point weekend. But the race for second, don't get me wrong, if Telford win Friday night, it's done. Like that, that It's it. But if, if the Cats can get a win with... Two points behind, three games to go. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, 
having lost twice to the Steel Dogs at the weekend, Telford are going to wanting to be wanting to bounce back as well because they're still they're still not out of the race to win the to, to win the trophy if they can win win out the rest of the games. But um, and, but yeah, I mean, as as you said, as Jordan said, the um, we can put it we can give ourselves half a chance to get second, which would be a, a, an excellent result if we could do that. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's certainly interesting. Um, I think you're right that the Steel Dogs pretty much have it. I wouldn't say wrapped up, but you know, I think they'd be very, very, very disappointed if they didn't win the win the trophy from here. But yeah, there's you know certainly I don't see any reason to kind of not keep up, keep fighting for that second place. We've got four games to go. You know, if you can win those, win them. You you even if we don't come second, you still want to win out and win as many games as you can going into going into the end of this tournament and we don't know what's going to be coming next hockey wise but certainly you know these are potentially the last four games you play until September depending on what happens with the league going forward so the cats are going to go up every team is going to want to win one two four point weekends before they before they finish particularly with you know a lot of boys going off to the elite series as well you know, they're going to want to go in with a bit of momentum into that tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And then Saturday afternoon, we're, we're, we're back in Romford. Uh, the Raiders have had a week off, uh, kind of play uh, three games on the bounce. But uh, again, we, we saw it will be a completely different game uh, this Saturday than it was last Sunday. But again, a, a, a tough game and a, a uh, I won't say a potential banana skin because that's not fair on Romford, but a game where you need to be at your best to get two points. Yeah, well, we've been we've seen what Romford can do to do to teams in their building. You know, it's not an easy place to go. And yes, it might be easy to think that coming off a six-one win, but they're not a bad team. You know, they've they've had a tough tournament. I don't think there's any doubt in that. But again, they're still fighting with Bracknell to not, you know, to not finish bottom of the group, and they're they're going to work hard for. You know, they took the lead on Sunday and then they they probably ran out of steam a little bit in the third, having played those three games in three days. You know, you see the legs starting to go a little bit. You know, it's tough to do that, having not played much in a year. Um, they're gonna be up for it on they're gonna be up for it on Saturday, they're gonna be fresh again. They're gonna give it a good go. Like I say, we're gonna need to be as good as we were, if not better. To get a, to get a good result, and obviously, again, if we can get the special teams going, then that will help. But you can't be entirely reliant on special teams. Obviously, it was, we we benefited from the number of penalties scored in the game as well. When you've got a when you've got an effective special teams unit and you're getting lots of power play chances, it's a perfect perfect scenario. Um, but yeah, definitely um, a potentially very tough game. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can put in a similar performance and get another win. But we're not you can't take it for granted you can't take any game for granted in the nihl these days um but yeah particularly not at the moment because everything is so unpredictable with with um you know players being out having been out for so long yeah absolutely i think that uh kind of quite nicely brings us to the end of uh episode 15 we've uh we've looked back last week it was great to talk to jordan um and it's always we, we've said it before it's great to have him back in the lineup and he's had a great tournament so far with 
his two man of the matches last weekend, and hopefully he can have another good game Friday and Saturday this week. Um, Tom, just before we uh, wrap up, is there any uh, any final comments or thoughts from yourself? Um, not particularly. Um, it's obviously not been that long since the since the previous episode, but I think yeah, let's let's hope for hope for more of more of the same from that. You know that we can kick on and get these get those wins, get some more points on the board. Um, but yeah, it's definitely I think I think the Spring Cup has been good for good for everyone involved in it. That would be my impression so far. Um, certainly, it's been enjoyable to watch. There's been some good games, some not so good games. But yeah, it's been it's been good to have some hockey back. Obviously. The weather's getting a bit better now, which is nice. Um, hopefully, hopefully lockdowns start to ease in the next, you know, weeks and months, and you know we can get a bit closer to normality. But I think certainly it was a positive weekend for the Wildcats that we've just had, and yeah, let's hope for at least two more positive weekends before before we we're done here. Yeah, I mean that kind of uh, sums it up nicely. It's uh, it's going to be another exciting weekend of hockey. Uh, we said it would be last week and we were for once in our lives we seem to be right it was two good games of exciting hockey and hopefully this weekend will be two Telford Friday night uh 7.30 at the link center head to the Wildcats website uh to grab your streams I believe certainly by the time this is going to be going out if they aren't already uh the 50-50 competition will be out as well as the shirt raffle for this weekend and I believe the shirts up for grabs are of Josh Batch Tom's Rookies or Matthew Myers. Please don't quote me on that if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain those were the three that were unpicked. So yeah, head to the raffle.com forward slash wind and wildcats. You can get your tickets for both those competitions. Um, and then Saturday afternoon, I believe it's a four o'clock face-off. We're down in uh, in Romford to take on the Raiders again. Head to their website. Uh, it was a good stream to watch last week. Uh, I'm sure the guys, everyone that was listening, that did watch, enjoyed it. Obviously the result helped, but uh, yeah, enjoy the games this weekend uh we'll be back in episode 16 and hopefully uh we'll have another four points to talk about but for now stay safe uh enjoy the games of the weekend and we will speak to you soon 